drink cinema. Cheese. Welcome to another episode of Two Drinks Cinema. We are two out of three brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. I am good. I was going to say that in a little German accent. Oh, no, but you didn't want to. not to. We are reviewing A Bug's Life. We are. And it. I know you may have, if you listen every week... Shall we address this straight away? Yeah, because I'm furious. If you listen every week, you are expecting the 1993 classic, The Beverly Hillbillies. Yes. Okay. Yes. But unfortunately, a big letdown. Nothing. No streamage. Not even on a Russian illegal piracy Not even on that tubey thing. Oh, yeah. Like, that has weird movies. The... Very annoyed. I... It's odd because thinking back, I can't think of a reason that the movie would have been cancelled. Yeah. Like cancellation is yeah. the only kind of reason I can think for something being not at all available in 2023. Yeah. With the internet being the way the internet is. Yeah. I've eight streaming services plus can buy things on YouTube and still couldn't watch the Beverly Hillbillies. Well, maybe it's just because we're in Australia. And it wasn't released here? I don't know. I don't Obviously know. it was because we've seen it. But yeah. we would have bought it at um, Video Easy. That's why I'm wearing this. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Bit disappointed. You can watch the Beverly Hillbillies TV show on a number of streaming services, well, but not the movie. Not a lot of them, though. There's apparently, I'm just looking up, there's nine seasons of the original Beverly Hillbillies TV show and only the first two seasons are on Amazon Prime Video. I think you can get the other ones on like Apple or whatever. One season on Tubi. There you go. See, Tubi. Yeah. Letting me down, Tubi. Very odd. Anyway, so we skipped that, which is very disappointing. Yeah, maybe we could have just watched four episodes of the... TV show? No. Not the same. This is not like the Brady Bunch movie, The Beverly Hillbillies, where they just seem to sandwich four episodes together. <laughs> yes. That was a legit movie, but that's not what we're reviewing. No, we're not. We're doing The Brady Bunch either. We are reviewing 1998's Pixar's A Bug's Life. Yes, we are. Only the second major film release from the Pixar Animation yes. Studios partnered with Disney. Sandwiched in between two better films. Yeah. Toy Story and Toy Story 2. Yes. Sandwiched between much better songs by Randy Newman. Yeah. <laughs> but let's have a drink first. All right. So I made up a cocktail. Good. It's very green. And it was like bugsy and greeny. And I was hoping it would be more close to the color of the actual ants. But it's... Too green. Uh, have you taken the naming inspiration from the way they named Kevin Spacey's character, Hopper the Grasshopper, and yeah. called this Tail the Cocktail? Yeah. Tail the <laughs> Cocktail, Ant the Ant. Ant the Ant. Not to can be confused with ants with a Z. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> but it's got in it vodka, Maduri Blue Caracao, and it's topped off with a bit of cider. Oh, okay. And it is like, it, it isn't just lime cordial. Yeah. It's cooler. But 
Cheers. Scotty's cooler cordial. Yeah. Cheers. Oh. Oh, no. Is Ooh. that the cider? I think it's the cider. It tastes beery. Yeah. No. Ooh, no. Yeah. I think. Wait, did I put beer in it? No. I think adding vodka to cider, maybe not great. That isn't great. No. Maybe with a different cider, you know. Yeah, anyway. I was expecting it to be sweeter than that. But it's drinkable, but not great. Should we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. You can't win them all. On the, much like Bugs Life, bit of a letdown. Yeah. So. I was expecting a bit more. It's very interesting that it came out the same year as Ants. Oh, there's a whole thing. That's yeah. a whole thing, Lee. Woody Allen and Sharon Stone, as opposed to um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> what, as opposed to one actor from every sitcom on American television. Yeah, Dave Foley, <laughs> Dave Foley. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Kevin Spacey, Hayden Panettiere Yeah, as, Brad, a, as Brad, a 10-year-old. Brad Garrett, Bonnie Hunt. It's a very big cast. Yeah, and the guy from Out About You. Yeah. Played Kevin Spacey's brother. And David Hyde Pierce. Yes. Frasier. Frasier's come back with everybody. Frasier's brother. Uh, with just Frasier. Yep. <laughs> no one else from the original Frasier series has not signed even, on. Not even Lilith. No. Not even the dead dad. Not even the dog. Well, he's probably dead as well. Yeah, not actually David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, which is an interesting thing. Uh, interesting to see how they'll address that. So... Uh, this is a Bug's Life. Dave Foley plays Flick, a quote curious but a courageous but clumsy inventor. Courageous, eventually, <laughs> eventually courageous. Um, it's it looks great at the very start. It looks pic- very great Pixar. Yes, and you can see why Pixar has became very quickly a phenomenon in animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 3D, it's somewhat realistic, except the ants walk on their hind legs the whole time. And they're blue. Yeah. They weren't, yeah, very brown. But... um, They were in ants. Yeah, Woody Allen's Z was uh, browner. Than Dave Foley's flick. Yes. Anyway, the I like that we have the food offering at the start and we don't know too much about it other than this is what they do every year. Yep. Which very well establishes the sense of normality around the world. Yes, yes, yes. The yes, world yes. that we're in in this story. Uh, but then Flick fucks it all up yep. with one of his crazy inventions after giving two concussions to the future queen. Mm-hmm. Concussion protocols, she's off. Yeah, After she's out for two weeks. Stalks, yeah. She's out for two weeks. Um, and little 10-year-old Hayden Panettiere's in instead. Yeah, she's the second princess. Yeah. She's the second princess, Dot. Yeah. I'm not... I was thinking about the names, like do the names mean anything because we have Hopper the Grasshopper, but they don't really. Flick. Like what does moth. Flick have to do with ants? 
because you just flick it. I, I get P.T. Flea. That's obviously dumb. P.T. Barnum. Um, Heimlich. Heimlich the German. Yeah. I'm yeah. like a grasshopper. Who eats a lot. I mean, a, a caterpillar. Who eats a lot. So yeah. maybe that's it. He's a very hungry caterpillar. Um, Rosie is a... Is the stick in six name Slim or do they just call him Slim? I think his name is Slim. Yeah, that's lazy. Yeah. What's the ladybug? Oh, Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Which I get is like a gender neutral name. Yeah. And it's a male ladybug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's what they were going for. No. So... We have the normal world and then Flick fucks it up. And it basically from there follows the story structure of this guy's a bit odd and uh-huh. stuff something up and he needs to fix it. Yeah. He, yeah, ruins their chances of feeding the grasshoppers, which isn't biologically accurate. No, it's not. No, because I looked it up. Uh, it is more likely that ants prey on grasshoppers. Oh. Yeah. If a grasshopper becomes slightly injured and can't jump, it will get eaten by ants. What What do grasshoppers eat? Don't they eat, like, fleas and shit? I don't know. Leaves? Grain in this movie. I don't know, I don't know if they eat grain. Well, I think... There's a fair hopper... bit of artistic license with the circle of life. That's true. And this, it's a circle of life thing, mm. which could have been a reference to an earlier Disney is. movie. The yeah, so it's a it's a story of somebody is a bit different and issues are caused by his difference and his attempts to make things change in the established world. Mm. Then Hopper the Grasshopper comes and he is a bad guy and we also get the timely threat of until the last leaf falls, which puts a time limit over this whole thing. Yep. And then Flick starts his quest. His quest to find warrior bugs. Yes, which goes into the uh, trope of this world is stuffed, one person has to go and find help. Yes. But he finds help quite quickly. He does. He just does what he goes to one bar yeah. and they're there. Because normally in this in that type of story of the world stuffed and one person needs to go and fix it, there's challenges along the way. Yeah. But he doesn't even get a bird swoop on him. He doesn't have many, yeah, he doesn't have many challenges. He just like literally walks to the city. You know, that's like what Oliver. it was like when he was leaving. No, no issues for Oliver to get no. to London. No. Maybe that's where the inspiration came from. When he was leaving the Ant Island, because um, that's, the, that's yeah, where yeah. all the ants yeah. live. It's like human. We are on the human planet. Yeah. Um, that I and I remember there being a bird attack in the near the edge of Ant Island. I yes. thought that's when he left, but it yeah, wasn't. Me he too. just like grabbed a dandelion thingy. Yep. Floated. Flew off. Floated away. Hits a rock. That's about it. Yep. Until he gets to the bar and finds this circus troupe that he's decided are actually fighters. Well, they were fighting when they saw him. Yeah. The circus scene before Flick gets there, though, I think is very clever mm-hmm. of showing little... And Pixar kind of do this well in putting... Well, actually, animation does this well of putting human things with little animal things. Yes. So, like, the fireflies have these little things on their butts, so they're spotlights. Yeah. And she's the master of the high wire because she's a spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, clever at things like... 
that. Um, I don't know why the pill bugs just spoke, according to my subtitles, foreign language. Yeah, I didn't quite get that either. Yeah. Do we just think it's funny for them to go? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, we just have them talking gibberish the whole time. Yeah. Or is it like, I don't want to say it. It was the 90s. Is it a bit of those like circuses would have a couple of little foreign gymnasts? Oh, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Just some okay. little foreign gymnast Tumblers. that goes, hey, 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 hey. And that's yeah. all they do and then they roll off stage. Yeah, maybe. Should we cancel this movie? No. Oh, okay. If the Beverly Hillbillies can be cancelled for a grandma giving the finger, I assume, I don't know. Or is yeah. it from saying, happiness is hard to find? Yeah. I laughed because after we decided to do the Beverly Hillbillies, I watched My Kitchen Rules and Manu said, happiness. And I laughed and then I texted you because yes, he you said, happiness. Oh, Manu. Um, the... Yes, they do the circus thing, and that's very funny, and P.T. Flea dies in a fire like he did in The Greatest Showman. Uh-huh. And then they get away and they are fired. Oh, because P.T. Barnum. Really? Yeah, I only just got that. What did you think the P.T. was for? Because it rhymed with flea. Poo-poo platter. Poo-poo platter. <laughs> <laughs> Who ordered the poo-poo platter? Oh, so many oh. lines. I was just like, ah, oh, I remember that from a kid. And then... um. The chef has killed one of his patrons. The chef, yes. I said no salt. He gives the slug slug salt. That's like basically saying, I said no nuts, Mm. and then someone not having their EpiPen on them. Yeah. So that's a a one star. The slug had an EpiPen that was like just water. An anti-salt EpiPen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Water pen. Regardless. He was just walking around like all the other bugs, just grabbing beads of water from flowers and leaves and shit. I did like the grabbing of the beads of water. Yeah. But I do think that bar's getting a one-star Yelp review from that slug. Well, it's also constru- not very constructed very securely. Yeah, yeah. If you run up the one side ant. of the wall, it, w- it will roll over. One ant rolls the whole thing away. Yep. But, yeah, it was very... The, the whole script generally was very Pixar cleverness. Yes. Subtle jokes in there for um, adults that the kids aren't going to get. Like, at the end, you can rub lotion on me later? The queen? Yeah, I didn't get Ooh. that. And then the, point. the two of the flies at the circus show, hey, ladybug, why don't you come over and pollinate me or whatever? Yeah, pollinate with a real bug or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You're making the maggots cry. That was funny. That was funny. I saw this in the cinema, actually. Did you? Yeah, we'll come back to that. So oh, did I? he hires the circus troupe to fight. And that is the misunderstanding yep. in it. Because we've got the he brings back help, but it's not purely kind of that action, I need to bring back help, and then we fight thing. Yeah, We have this comedic misunderstanding of them realising that they're there to kill people mm-hmm. when the little uh, grade two ant yeah. goes... We had one of you die in the mural because my teacher said it would be more dramatic. I loved that. <laughs> I loved that bit. And Bonnie, the smarter was like, oh, look at the bright colours of blood. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when they realise they're actually there to fight. Yeah. But then we get another layer, mm. which Pixar do very well, of um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus 
uh, Veep having to prove herself in order to get the top job. Yep. And also Flick and her have the same issue of being... Um, everybody expects they're going to fail and they're constantly waiting for that. Yes. So that's layers, layers, layers. Then we get a bird attack. We do. Which I think for kids would be quite scary. Um, it was quite intense, especially when they're down the, the crack. and In then the, the canyon. The, yeah. Very, that's full on. Mm. Very well animated bird. Oh, yeah. Better animated than the ants. But I guess the ants are meant to be anthropomorphized. Yeah, like not, you know, it's more animated ants rather than real life action crab in the new Little Mermaid. That looks a bit weird. They should get Pixar back. If they're going to do this live action animation shit, get Pixar back on board, please, Disney. But then it's not live action. No, but I feel like Pixar are closer to making a flounder look like a flounder, but also something you want to see on your cinema screen. Okay, yeah. Than Disney are at the moment. Yeah. They got lions, right? Pretty much. And tigers and bears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. The bird thing is scary and would be scary for kids, but Saving Dot makes sure that people believe in the circus troupe. Yeah. And also within that little story device of Francis breaking his leg means they have to stay around. Mm. They can't leave already. Mm. Uh, And then that... They could have. They so could have. He could have just got on the back of Brad Garrett As and he flown away. Did every other time, just about. Oh no, but he flew carrying. Yeah, but Niles. Brad Garrett can carry. All like of them. Niles could carry Francis. Yes, I feel like fr- anyway. should Francis be someone? Dennis Leary. Is it? It's Dennis Leary. Oh, pretty sure it's Dennis. Leary. Oh, because he was the angry one. So of course it's Dennis Leary. Yeah. <laughs> A second Dennis Leary movie, isn't it? Is. What was the other one he was in? Uh, Sandlot. Ah, he was the arsehole stepdad. Right. Yeah. Actually, so, yeah, the- Kevin Spacey, Dave Foley sitcom, Julie Lou Dreyfus sitcom, Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller. Sitcom. Richard Kind is from Mad About yes, You. Yes, Richard Kind. David He's Hyde from Pierce. everything. Uh, yes, Dennis Leary. Jonathan Harris from Lost in Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I can't help but think of Family Guy when I see him. Okay. For some reason, the pub that I go to for karaoke uh-huh. on one of their screens plays 1960s Lost in Space flat out. Yeah. I, I can't even think of why. Except the other week they were playing Batman, which I was okay. much happier about. That was that well, that's a bit more gay than It's much camp, but oh, Lost in Space, Sixties Lost in Space is pretty camp. It is. Especially Jonathan Harris, who essentially plays Jonathan Harris, I feel. Why, when I'm looking up Dennis Leary, would the first thing come up be what he's written? That's not what I'm looking at. Anyway, continue. Well, I think most people, when they think of Dennis Leary, think of the song Asshole. You know what I couldn't get distracting me? Um, that one of the one of the um, ants. It was yep. like the one that was walking around with a clipboard all the time. Well, had, with the abacus. You had this voice. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've heard that voice on cartoons so many times before. And I had to look it up. And he was like, in The Simpsons, he's like the guy that runs the studio that makes Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> that, I, was like, I was like, he's in something. Like, a lot. 
So that's what it was. And I was just like, not, thank you. Not Roddy McDowell. No, not Roddy McDowell. The other one. Like Rocco something. Oh, and another sitcom, John Ratzenberger. Yeah, as well, John Ratzenberger. Yeah. Oh, I Bunny read something Hunt. that quoted what's, him what's as- What's she in? Was quoted him as Pixar legend John Ratzenberger. Well, that's true. He did. <laughs> well, also- Small soldiers. If you look at Bonnie Hunt, she's in the Monsters, Inc. movie. Uh, Monsters at Work. Oh. Yeah. Um, Bugs Life, uh, Dennis Leary was also in Small Soldiers. That's the one we did most recently. Oh, so it's our third Dennis Leary movie. Um, yeah, Sandlot. Was he in um, something else as well? Was he in, like, yeah, no. Are you telling I me we've almost like... done as many Dennis Leary's movies as we have Robin Williams movies? Yeah. I saw a meme during the week. Well, not a meme. They sometimes have, like, screenshots linking to an article about guest stars in Sesame Street. Yep. And it was like Robin Williams talking to Elmo and he had a broomstick. Okay. And Elmo's like, what can you do the broomstick, Mr. Williams? He's like, you could be a hockey goalie or you could be a this. or And then something completely stupid. And then he turns and goes, I've won two Oscars, Elmo. <laughs> like, And I'm pretending to be a hockey goalie with the broomstick on Sesame Street. Okay. But it would have been funny. Like... Not actually, he's taken the piss out of Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's making a joke. Okay, that's great. Well done. Just as a side note, where did are we at up all, to in the did movie? Did he at all sweep with the broom? <laughs> no, it didn't have a head. It was just oh, okay. a stick. You know how we stick. used to play the Matrix with broomsticks? Or like samurai sword yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. with broomsticks. Yeah. Where are we up to? They come back, they do so the they, thing, he breaks his leg. The circus troupe agreed to do the fight uh-huh. um, because... Flick convinces them that this bird act will work, uh-huh. but they still don't want to get find, found out. So there's still that threat of, oh, my God, will they get found out? Mm-hmm. Then uh, Mr. Potato Head comes and, as PT Flea, comes and they are found out. Yeah, because they have a very good poster. And there's a yeah, very good artwork. There's a yeah. quick turnaround between I don't want to get found out and oh shit, I'm found out. And oh, let's <laughs> let's run away hiding behind this leaf. Yeah, they try to fit everyone under one leaf and then they run a- away. But then Dot hears the hoppers threaten the queen, so they have to go back. Yeah. Then a fight happens. I'm glad that the bird plan doesn't work. You know. I was like, P.T. Flea was fully prepared to set fire to an actual real bird. He didn't know that bird was fake. Yeah. He was going to set the bird, a a living bird, on fire, like fried chicken. Well, because that's life or death. There's better ways to go about it than setting a bird on fire, John Ratzenberger. You're this big. Run a hop away, Flea. True, he can hop away, but he's protecting his now. He decided they're friends because they're successful. Because he can make money off them now. Yeah, yeah. he's protecting them, yeah. just like Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Only cares about the little freaks because they can make money. Mm-mm. But then That's they have a the dance number and, it's, and they're all friends. That's yeah. more Greatest Showman than this. Yes, okay. There's not <laughs> as much dancing in A Bug's Life as there is Greatest Showman. No. The bird plan doesn't work, and I'm kind of glad for that because that makes the we are all ants together thing be a thing. Yeah, like Hopper says. Yeah. 
they outnumber us, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then feeding Hopper to the baby birds at the end, that is full on. That's intense. That is full on. Yeah. He deserves it, but it is full on. He was going to smush the queen. He was going to smush everyone. He was going to smush Dot, the little cute Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Then the scientific advancements that Flick is able to make in that community Mm, mm. within like a couple of weeks is amazing. How he can work at like the angles... To get two grain stalks to fly in the air and hit together. Amazing. And explode into fireworks. That is some high-level mathematical calculations for an ant. He's a genius. He is a genius. I said it. Yeah, I said it. Flick is a genius. I hope that he is genius enough to understand sustainable farming. Because they've mm, gone from... They could over-farm the They could over farm They've the grain. gone from taking three grains out of one stalk mm. to leveling a field. Yeah. So I hope his genius extends to sustainable farming. I don't think it does. And uh, A Bug's Life 2 never happened, so maybe. <laughs> a Bug's Life... Well, that's <laughs> why, because they ran out of grain. I'm like, fuck, what are you A doing? Bug's Life 2, no more grain. Maybe A Bug's Life 2 could have been that they ran out of grain, so they had to go to a new ant island, and the ants they met there was Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. And they had to fight. And Woody Allen set fire to a bird. And he was all like, just an awkward ant. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Grasshopper. Sharon Stone is an interesting choice. I was going to watch it as well to do a to direct compare. comparison. Yeah. But I was like, I cannot be bothered. <laughs> no. I was like, sorry, Woody Allen. I watched Minions. I'm pretty sure week. he's cancelled, isn't he? Well, for what he did in the 2000s when he married his daughter, married his step adopted daughter, he would have been instantly cancelled today. Mm-hmm. But cancel culture didn't exist in the 2000s. Exactly. Um, anyway, it's a great Pixar film, but I don't think it's quite at the level of depth that we... When we think about Pixar films, we think about deep emotional yeah. stories. I think that in the terms of... I don't think they were quite there yet. Yeah. In terms of Pixar, it's a very good movie. Yeah. But in terms of directly comparing it to Pixar movies, which we might do later. Yes. it It's not up there. Like... No. They said... I read something calling it a sophomore slump. Because okay. they went... They went... Toy Story... Bugs Life wasn't that great. Toy Story 2. And they were like, ah, this is much better. Sure, it's got Joan Cusack in it, but this is much better. That's the only... Role I will tolerate Joan Cusack in. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Do you know the story of Warley? Warley. Yeah. And Bugs Life came <laughs> up in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Once the Pixar story department had a lunch, they were just sitting around having a lunch conversation. Yep. And came up with some movie ideas. And the ones they came up with were Bugs Life, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, and Wally. Wow, that is a very productive lunch. How <laughs> much money did they make from that lunch? That one lunch. Hope they claimed it on the expense account. Mm. I, I saw a meme the other day that said the guy who I don't know how true it is. The guy who is paid to come up with the names of Pixar movies is paid seven hundred thousand dollars a year and got a three hundred thousand dollar bonus for coming up with cars. <laughs> You know what he also got a bonus for? 
What? Cars 2. Cars 2. More cars. Cars 3. <laughs> Toy Story 2. I, I I think that all of the seeds, pun not, and actually pun not intended, of all the, all the little rocks yeah. that would grow into the, what, what Pixar is, right? Yeah. This deeply emotional, multi-layered stories that work for kids and have always a lesson for kids. Yep. Even if in the five-minute minis before the actual movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of the seeds of what Pixar has become are there in this movie Mm. because it fits a well-known story structure, which is kind of what you need to engage kids. Yep. And it anthropomorphizes animals in this case as opposed to toys or cars or monsters in other cases. It has the multiple layers in that we feel sorry for Flick and we feel sorry for Attar um, and we have this message of if you all unite as one, you'll beat the bad guys. Yep. So all of those seeds are there, but I don't. They don't quite nail it as deeply as they do in later films. Yeah, they definitely got. Um, I think because maybe they were still testing out how deep they could go. Yeah, like in terms of making adults cry at animated movies. They weren't quite up to the standard of Up or Toy Story 3 yet. Yeah. But, like, so they, you know, were, I think, potentially slowly building that and then it, you know, had a bit of its thing where they made, you know, whichever one was probably considered that probably Wally. Um, And then they went, hang on a minute, we could do this more and more adults will be willing to take their kids to these movies. They really did lead the change of animated movies being fully family movies. Yeah, well, them and Shrek. Yeah, DreamWorks. Just Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, um, not Ants. Was Ants DreamWorks? Ants was DreamWorks. So, Bugs Life was um, initially inspired by Aesop Fable. Okay. Called the Ant and the Grasshopper. Yep. Um. And basically, this movie created a feud between Pixar and DreamWorks because right. they had Bugs Life and Ants going at the same time. Okay. Because um, DreamWorks, the guy from DreamWorks, Jeffrey Katzenberg, he used to be a Disney employee. We mentioned him last week. Yeah. Because he's the one, oh no, two weeks ago, he's the one that wanted the guys from Cool Runnings, to sound like Sebastian the Crab. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's then he got fired. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he left because he had a feud with Michael Eisner, the CEO at the time. All right. Um, he then So then he formed DreamWorks thing with Steven Spielberg and David Geffen, you know, yeah. just some small names. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we can make our own animated thing to rival Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pixar with a, at yeah, the with time a was names, John yes. Lasseter and Steve Jobs. Yeah. I, I also, a forget. couple of names. Yeah, Steve Jobs. Like Steve after Jobs. Steve Jobs that. got fired from the company he founded, Apple, he then was like, well, I'm going to do something else with computers mm. and helped build Pixar to the point where Disney wanted to partner. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, David Lasseter and Steve Jobs kind of started the digital animation 
um, really powerhouse. Yeah. So DreamWorks' first animated thing was Ants. Right. And so Pixar were like, <laughs> what? Why, why are you doing this? Didn't we come up with this idea? Right. But Lasseter and Jobs believed that their idea for Bugs Life was stolen by Kratzen, Kratzenberg. Katzenberg. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, so that was the big feud between whose story, who was it, who stole what. Um, but, hey, I wonder who won. Hmm. Ants or the fifth highest grossing movie of 1998? <laughs> I just love... Zed is an anxious worker ant who is suffering an existential crisis due to the fact that everyone in the colony, even his psychiatrist, reminds him of his insignificance. If they didn't write that for Woody Allen, <laughs> then come on. They, then they set it on the island of Manhattan and filmed it in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Instead of Ant Island, they cast Woody Allen, so it had to be set in New York. It was Ants in New York, yeah. Um so they were like, then the feud went on a bit. Um, and so much so that Disney's decided to release Prince of Egypt the same day as DreamWorks released oh, Ants. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I, this, I could go on for a while. I love that. Did- but, you know, every now and then there's, a, there's movies that come out the same time that are the same. Yes. You know, like... Um, Deep Impact, Armageddon, Armageddon. Yep. Titanic, Speed 2 Cruise Control, which you've touched on before. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's it's. I think it's funny that how much it kind of happens. You know what, though? Like, Katzenberg was head of Disney, right? We've talked about... We did Fern Gully. Yes. Right? Fern, and they tried to kill Fern Gully. Yeah. And so... Katzenberg was head of Disney when they tried to kill Fern Gully. Maybe that's why like, that was the feud and that's why he left. What did he think was going to happen if he comes up with an ant-based movie at the same time as even then one of the biggest entertainment corporations in the world? Yeah. And I know you've got Steven Spielberg, but it's still your they're your first movie. It's your yeah. first attempt to release something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think that... Jobs has been quoted as saying, um, the bad guys rarely win in response to DreamWorks' head of marketing. <laughs> saying that because Katzenberg stole the idea oh, of having an ant yes. movie. Um, oh, gosh. I want to f- research more about this, but it's okay, I'll go on for ages. Oh, yeah, the tea. You want all the tea, don't you? Mm. The What did Prince of Egypt take as a, at the box office? Did all right. Oh, 218. Yeah. Ants took 170. Yeah. So it did better than... Um, and Prince of Egypt, I haven't seen. It's not up there in Disney I movies. haven't seen it, but it does have a song. Wait, is that the song with the Whitney and Mariah song? Is that from Prince of Egypt? Do you want me to look? Is that from Prince of Tides? Yeah. Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston were praised for their vocal contributions to When You Believe. Pretty sure I won an Oscar for that song. Stephen Schwartz can compose a song. He's not he's pretty good. He and did a little Zimmer. musical. Hands him up. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um Oh, it's a country themed Nashville soundtrack and the gospel based inspirational soundtrack 
functioned as film tributes. The official Prince of Egypt soundtrack contains the actual songs from the film. So there was the actual soundtrack, and then they recorded the songs in a country style and released them, and recorded them in a gospel style and released them. Okay. So that probably helped the money making. Mm. Um, Other than the big feud between DreamWorks and Pixar, there's not much of a cultural contribution. I definitely think it contributes to Pixar being the level of Pixar that it is. I think that... um, yeah, it just didn't quite uh, 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 Pixar. It took, it did take a bit of a slump, but at the time it was great. I think it's just now compared to everything else, it's a bit, you know. But also, like, yeah, in the whole scheme of Pixar, if this is the one of the lowest, mm. it's still pretty good. It's still better than the Good Dinosaur, though, which nobody's ever seen. Um, oh, was that a Pixar film? I'm pretty sure it was Pixar. Was it just Disney? Um, well, it's the not score, on the list I'm looking at. The score was nominated for an Oscar and a Golden Globe. Oh, no, um, The Good Dinosaur, yes, that is uh, Pixar. And the it got a couple of Grammy, Grammy nominations for the score and the song in the credits. No. Yeah. And it also got a BAFTA nomination for visual effects. Okay. The mm. whole thing is visual effects. Yeah. It didn't win though. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. Something did did a better, probably saving private Ryan. Yeah, true. I read this thing which doesn't make sense to me. It was the first film to be digitally transferred frame by frame and released on DVD. Yeah, wow. There you go. And then you got it at video easy. Definitely. Definitely. I saw it in the cinema um with my second best friend. You know when we had our whole day rehearsal and then you have the afternoon and then you come back to the concert hall in the night? Oh, yeah, yeah, We saw it in the afternoon. Oh, that was good planning. And it was the first... It's quite nostalgic for me because it's the first time me and my second best friend really became friends. Oh. And I we went to Macca's after. Yeah, And too. I sipped my thick shake and tipped it at the same time and spilled on my clothes. <laughs> Ah, uh, you're just like Dave Foley. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you got kicked out of Maccas and returned later with some backup. With a better way of improving Maccas. It's, yeah. They also a had a very nostalgic movie. We yeah. often, I am a beautiful butterfly. butterfly. From up here, you all look like tiny little arts. Oh, I forgot he said that. That was so funny. My zings. When I said to mum, we're doing a bug's life, she's like, is that the one of don't go to the light? <laughs> Yes, it is. But I thought that was like a little opening of the film. No, I, yeah, it was yeah. when he's in the city. I thought the that big city was a little bit like, ha, 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 how funny are bugs in the real world? And then it goes to Ant Island. I was thinking that the wrong way around. Imagine like this is all happening in your backyard. Like you just yeah. go out to your backyard and you're like, what the fuck is going on down there? Why is there a bird on fire? And yep. why is there a bunch of ants being attacked by five grasshoppers and then these other random bugs? Yeah. Imagine that. Or I can't wait for Disney's bug- live action Bugs Life. I cannot wait. <laughs> or the bug city is yeah. in your backyard. Yeah. Just yeah. like, why is that tin rolling around? Like, why is that little one on fire here? Ant Island is in Andy from Toy Story's backyard and the bug city is in Sid's backyard Sid's next backyard. door. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a little bit rougher back there. He would set fire to a he bird. Would, yeah, he, well, I think he did. <laughs> I think he probably 
did. He definitely, with that magnifying glass, took out a few of Flick's friends. Yeah. Um, Vale. Yeah. <laughs> vale and number 473. Yeah. Um, it had a, uh, had a video game. As, as yeah. of course. Yes, it did. And I'm going to say that it launched Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> okay. I think it was like she did the voice of this, then nothing, then was Heroes, and then maybe that launched her a bit more potentially. But, yeah. Yeah, cast-wise, it's And then not what a has launcher. she done since? Um, Scream. She was in a re- the, one of the recent uh-huh. reboots of Scream. She didn't quite take off... As like, much as like, being like a lower anyone. rate Hillary Duff as you thought she would be. Dave Foley, Kevin Spacey, Julie no. Louis Dreyfus, Phyllis Diller, Richard Kind, David Hyde Pierce, Dennis Leary, Jonathan Harris, Madeline Kahn, Bonnie Hunt, John Ratzenberger, Brad Garrett, Roddy McDowell. They all had careers yes. before this film. I would love to have known some Kevin Spacey yeah. for not so long after this film. So he did. <laughs> but he didn't last that long. Cancelled. No one from that 70s show. Speaking of current topical cancellations. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're not going to. Um, do you want to give some awards? We should give some awards. Okay. You know this what's hardly? Extras. Extras when they're all animated. <laughs> when they're copied and pasted, it's very hard for them to make mistakes. Ant number, that fifth ant in the background is making a weird face. So... Um, yeah, for the Andy Millman Worst Extra Award, I'm not sure we can award it. I had a couple. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, there was a grasshopper, you know, Hopper's like, we're going to stay here and we're not going to go to the ants. And yep. then it just goes to this grasshopper and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm always, I also want to say that thumper grasshopper. You know, the weird psycho one. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have lines, but he's a bit more than an extra, maybe. Um, Yeah. And then there's a spider thing doing a drum roll at one point. I can't remember what it was, but I thought that was awkward. I didn't have anyone. But there's not real extras, I don't think. No. You can't really. You can't do that in animation. Yeah. So, do we give it to the yeah guy? Yeah. Because, remember in Free Willy... We almost gave it to all those guys hunting the whale that were just on the boat going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the grasshopper equivalent. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we're staying here, boys. And he's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do I have to make a TikTok out of that? Yeah. <laughs> you have to find that one grasshopper after, and they all look the same right. except for the three that have names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... Um, I wrote in my notes, one grasshopper that says, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a couple of the ones that speak of the ants have different heads. Yeah. The rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That's the Andy Millman Worst Extra Award. The Best Extra, I am straight away nominating the guy that goes, I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> when the leaf comes yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like um, Estelle Reiner, we are allowed to have one line. I am also nominating... The bug that flies into the bug zapper. Mm. No, don't go to the bed. It's so yes. beautiful. Yes, bug zapper bug. I'm also nominating. These are all very close to each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm also nominating the bug that's a mime. I was going to put that on the list because <laughs> I'm like, it's a caterpillar. Like, it's a caterpillar? Is there a- Is it a caterpillar or like a millip- millipede? There is, is there like 
some etymog- entomological entomological reason for a centipede millipede to be a mime? No, I think it's just what what do people do in big cities? There's mimes. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a mime. Being a mime. And then Maybe also, it's just yeah. lots of hands can be in the glass That's box. That's true. Maybe yeah. it's that. Um, which I um, I thought was quite funny. And then the yeah. fact that Flick runs away, but he doesn't move because he's just a mime. Just runs. So he just <laughs> pretends to run. Sad. Oh, can I nominate it sad? Mm. It's not in the most crying-est moment, but oh. kid, kid ripped off my wings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And he's playing the violin on his own leg. Oh, my Cricket. God. That's clever. That is clever. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also nominating the drunk mosquito. Yes. Yep. What do you think, though? I'm lost. Because that could be iconic. Uh, no, I have Bug Zapper. That's also iconic. Okay, Bug Zapper Bug. Because that's going to be much easier for me to find on uh, YouTube or is that most, to rip do onto we, TikTok. Do most iconic scene for that? <laughs> do mine, Bug. I like the playing on the... Violin on his own leg, homeless cricket. <laughs> I love that we couldn't find a worst extra, but we got plenty of best extras. Yeah. I did almost write down that mime one. Oh, not the mime one, the cricket one. We'll do that. Okay, because he doesn't technically have a line. No. All right. But I will just for the nostalgia. Is that the same kind of scene? Yeah. Mm. I'll put that whole scene on. Because I think the mime is there just after he sees the homeless guy. Yep. The, well, I didn't cry. I thought that the, the moment that must have been moment. the teary was at the end where they're all like almost, you know, and then slow clap the circus almost. bugs clap, flick, and then it's like a slow clap thing. It's like, you're one yeah. of us now. Well done. Nah. Okay. That's fine. The Halle Berry X-Men Worst Line Award. When the spider says to the pill bug, says, oh, they don't understand me, about the pill bugs. I yeah. just found that unnecessary. Uh-huh. It's a very good script otherwise. I wrote, <laughs> um, it's one of those circle of life things, because I thought that was, that was it kind of. Yes. And then I wrote, hold on, Mr. Ant. All right. Brad Garrett doesn't get many lines. No. I'm just going to say that. I... And then uh, when you first brought them here, I thought they were a bunch of clowns. Yeah, that's unnecessary. Mm. I also wrote, you can rub lotion on me later, shade boy. Weird. Creepy. Because she's also old. Fe- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the queen is The queen old. And, and Philistilla. Yeah. <laughs> that's my Philistilla. I, um, yeah, rub lotion on me unnecessarily horny. Ooh, horny point. Horny point. Well, Flick and Adda get a bit horny for each other. Yeah. Next minute, he's the prince. And also what I found weird, this Don't is a bit off topic. After they after the queen uses them to make a baby? I thought the drone oh, ants died. True. Yeah, probably. Or is that bees? Um, bees that's bees. Um, but maybe ants as well. I don't really know. Um, because, like, the she becomes the queen at the end. Yeah. Adda. But, like... <laughs> Phyllis still just goes, I'm done. She abdicates. She, she just die. goes, I'm old. I'm retiring from queenness. There is not, there is a lot of entomological artistic license. Well, yeah. It's a film. kid's movie. What do we rub lotion on me later? Yeah. Just because I just went like, because there's not other dirty jokes in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just like, 
Mm. That's unnecessary. The only other dirty joke was kind of like come over in here and pollinate. God, that sounded mean. Why don't you come up and pollinate <laughs> yeah. me sometime? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like Shrek where there are adulty jokes in there. Mm. The actually line that I thought was hilarious, like put rub your, it was something like they were getting ready to do something and it was like, ladies and gentlemen, rub your legs together. Like that's applause yeah, 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 kind of yeah. thing. That was fun. Yep. I also did like ladies and gentlemen and larvae of all stages. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think that was the same kind of. There were intros, yes. Um, all right. So that's the Halle Berry X-Men worst line in the movie. The I'm your father most iconic scene. This was tough. It was because there's not one scene that stands out like other I'm Pixar movies. Yeah. Um, like, in wo- up- like Woody being pulled along by Buzz Lightyear to chase the car. Yes. That's the most iconic scene probably of the five Toy Story movies. There's five? Well, according to the list on Google, on Wikipedia, oh, there is. There's only four. Um, no, there's four. Five might be coming, they say. <gasps> well, upcoming, TBA, June 13th, 2025, March 6th, 2026, and June 19, 2026. So they have the dates set, but not the but movies. not that they've directors, been confirmed. Yeah. story writers, yeah. screenplays, or producers set. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah. They've just got Tom Hanks. <laughs> In February 2023, Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that a fifth Toy Story film is in development. I don't know if they need another Toy Story film. When, as long as people are going to go to the movies. Yeah, but like, come up with another idea, Pixar. I didn't see Toy Story 5. Come up with one that's planes. Oh, they've done that, haven't they? I think so. They've got Cars, Cars 2. They did do The Good Dinosaur. Cars 3. I didn't... I don't know if they'd done planes. Am I thinking of something else? Or was that just a joke? Is think, that a joke in a movie? I think they were there were planes in cars. Okay. One of the things I like about cars is that the real world is in cars as cars. So there's like a Toy Story. There's a Cars version of Toy Story in the Cars universe. Okay. That got very confusing. Look it up on the memes. Um, yeah, okay. Most iconic scene from Bugs Life, though. Yes. I wrote the like the bird attack one when it's a real bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the fake bird attack, but I'm not really quite sure that stands out. But then I wrote just because it's the one I remember the most that I'm a beautiful butterfly. I think I'm a beautiful butterfly. Or don't go into the light. Well, yeah, maybe don't go into the light is the most iconic scene because then you know it's Bugs Life. Yeah, which is odd because it's just a throwaway joke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is that... Yeah, is it? Yeah. Not great. (laughs) I could name more iconic scenes from Up. Oh, Up. The montage. It is the montage. It's the mm. when. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's when he's sitting, and then there's the empty chair next to him. <laughs> See, this is this is what I mean about what Pixar became. Yeah, like the fact that you're crying ten minutes into a movie. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, up. And then I cried at the little fucking dumpling boy short. Oh fucking. <laughs> What's it called? They have all these little shorts. Up. 
No. Oh, my the... little Momo. Um, no, I can't remember. Anyway. So, all right. That's the um, I'm Your Father most iconic scene from Bugs Life. Any further comments on A Bugs Life? I mean, it's good. It's not as good as the other um, Pixar movies, like we've said. Pixar has come a long way. Yes. And the type of animation has come a long way as well. Um, But, hey, if it meant that then they had the money to make... It helped fund Wally. There you go. Nemo. There you go. So, there you go. All right. Because we're reviewing... A Bug's Life, it is the first movie of Two Drink Cinema from the Pixar studio that we are reviewing. Uh We are going to do our top five Pixar movies. I already know Lee's number one. If you've listened to the podcast long enough, you will know my number one. So I'm going to start with my number five. Uh Uh-huh. Finding Nemo. Oh. Yeah. Same. Which is tough because I know, it's this, a very good movie. Actually, a very tough list. It's such a tough. That's a whittle it down from Jeez. about eight movies. The good dinosaur could have scraped into number fourteen. Um, there's a couple that I haven't seen. I haven't seen Lightyear, and I haven't yep. seen Turning Red, Luca. Probably haven't yep. seen anything in the last five years. The actually. one when I was looking up things that got good scores and a lot of reviews was Coco, and I haven't seen Coco. Yes, so that Coco is not on my list. Other than Incredibles 2, I haven't seen a Pixar movie since Brave in 2012. Oh, God. So, really? Monsters University. No. Oh, Inside Out. Yeah. I saw that. Um, the Good Dinosaur. You said no one saw it. It only took $50 million less than A Bug's Life at the box office. Inflation. Inflation. Um, yep. Anyway. Okay. So, both our number fives are Finding Nemo. Yes. Great story. Yeah. Great characters. Great, um, Only one look. of the main cast are cancelled. Ellen. Ellen. Yep. Um, Jeffrey Rush almost was. Was he Was he in this? Or was that somebody else? No, he's the narrator in Minions. No, but he's... Eugene Levy is the dad in Finding Nemo, isn't he? No, isn't it like... Um, oh, my God. Albert Brooks. Yes. Yes. And Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. Um, yes, Albert Brooks is the is the dad. He's not cancer. Bill Hunter, Ellen Sorry. DeGeneres. <laughs> He's dead. Um, Alexander Gould is the voice of Nemo, and hasn't he come a long way? While he was maybe in the studio, I think surely he gets more lines. Brad Garrett was in it as well. Yeah, he was probably just like a bird. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Bloat. Jeffrey Rush. Rush was Nigel. Yeah, he was a bird or a shark. Yeah, yeah, one of the. Um, He's not cancelled, though. He almost was. Seagulls? Maybe he's a penguin. Bloat, his name was. Brad not Garrett. Not feet, different. Oh. What's your number four? My number four, What have you said yours? My number four is Toy Story 3. Okay. My number four is Wally. Okay. I my, love Wally. Wally didn't make my list. Um, really? Yeah. Wally didn't make my list. It was, it was, I was like, uh, 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 it was between that and Finding Nemo. I. Like Wally, and Wally's in my number four spot, partly because message, but also partly because it's essentially like because it's like that silent film yeah. type of emoting without words. And I really think they did a really good job of storytelling. Yep. With limitations. So Wally is the number one IMDb rated. 
Pixar movie. Oh, really? Yeah, but not. It was like number twelve or something on like Rotten Tomatoes, because the number one, the number one Pixar movie has a one hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I'm sick of? Speaking of oh, Rotten shit, Tomatoes, no, no. Something comes out. That's and Pixar's then- next movie. It's going to be about Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and there's one Rotten Tomato that they're going to throw out, but then they don't throw him out. But then he comes good and he's really good in the he source. Gets 100% rating. Yeah. Um, what I don't like about the Rotten Tomatoes website is the way other media articles latch onto it, right? Yeah. So if you release something that's for a niche audience, mm-hmm. right? Let's say Squid Game. Right, like, didn't become yeah, yeah. for a niche audience, right? Yeah. But if you weren't into Korean or Asian type cinema, yeah, you weren't at the front of Squid Game. Yes. Yeah. So what someone will do is they'll release something like Squid Game, and then everyone that's into that watches it, uh, yeah. loves it, yeah, gives it a rating. So then two days later, did you like Squid Game? Here's the other ones. Like Lad that. Bible yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or BuzzFeed yeah. go, Squid Game has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Like, yeah, because only people that are into Squid Game have watched Squid Game. Yeah. So then you look six months later and it's got an 81% rating. Yep. Anyway, so we have done, we both agreed on the number five of being Finding Nemo. I put Wally as number four and you put Toy Story 3. Yes, I did. In my number three spot, I put Toy Story. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. If I could we put- might have the same number two now that you've said that. Well, I don't think we do. What's your number three? My number three is Inside Out. That very nearly made my list. I think it's just very good in it's terms of good. emotions. And then it's quite deep and all very, yep. like, very Pixar and very well acted voice acting. I feel like I want to watch in a similar vein, Turning Red. Vein is not a great choice because it's about periods. <laughs> and uh, not very subtly about <laughs> menstruation. No, but just to find it weird that the word menstruation starts with men. Shouldn't it be like womenstration? Yeah, I don't think uh, the hard, hardcore feminists like it. Mm. I think they need a new word. Womenstration. Womenstration. The passing. Could you just call it the passing? <laughs> Re- the shedding. No. <laughs> the shedding. The relining. Oh. Jesus. Turning Red is a film about a girl's first relining. Relining. <laughs> was it from... Oh, no, it was Big Hero 6 that there was controversy. Because there was because they did that um, Baymax mm. series. Yeah. And there was yeah. the small thing of like, it's like you get him as a helper. Yeah. And the girl at school has her first re- relining. Relining, yeah. Um, and then um, Baymax goes to the chemist to get um, yeah. relining materials. <laughs> relining. <laughs> lacquer and support. Gyp rock <laughs> and <laughs> wallpaper and stuff. Sugar soap to yeah. clean the walls. <laughs> This is disgusting. <laughs> this is the worst conversation we've ever had. Um, that's sorry made it to, to any air. <laughs> ladies. Sorry to ladies that are going through their relining. And sorry to the kids that are um, <laughs> watching Bugs Life and then thought they'd um, tune in. Um, and then you know, there's people saying, "Oh, you should get this one for this. You should get this one for this." Yep, and there's yep. a trans man buying stuff for his relining, oh. and pair are like, "Oh, you can't tell the people that that's okay." I'm like, "Fuck off." Yeah. You can't even tell. 
Anyway. Well, you, you can't tell that it's a trans man. It just looks like a man. Because they've got a little flag on their shirt. Yeah, yeah, but like it just looks like a man. And a man could be like, yeah, buy this one because I just bought it for the girl in turning red. Like, yeah. What is the number? Are we up to number two? We're up to number two. <laughs> turning red didn't make any of our lists. We've gone off. We've completely lost number the plot. two, Toy Story 3. Oh, I think like. <laughs> so. Okay, your your list. No, no. In terms of like what we know Pixar to be, yeah, as deep and emotional and about things, Uh Toy Story three does that to another level above Toy Story. Better than one you haven't named yet. That is my number two. Yeah, I know. Actually, now that I'm looking through that list, I'm like, oh fuck, up should be in here. (laughs) Up is my number two. This is our toughest. One we've done. It's, it's also the one we've been a bit all yeah. over the place. So I'm right putting up as an honourable mention, <laughs> up and inside out as honourable mention. Oh, you have inside out, don't you? Yes, I do. Yep. Um, and I have up as well. Oh, okay. Up so is my number up, two. Up is my honourable mention. In, uh, Incredibles is my honourable mention. Incredibles is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I... I've watched it a million times and I cry every time. I can't believe we cried Incredible. It's just, I don't know. Like I saw a meme about The Incredibles the other day. Yep. Um, and it was, you know, the scene at the end where um, the underminer. Dash is running. Oh, yeah. And they're like, just don't run too fast. Just go second place. Second, we're fine. We're second, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I saw the same meme. And then there's the other parent that's like, what the fuck? And um, somebody's comment was like, Oh, this is great messaging from Pixar. Um, they're trying to tell their kid it's all right with just coming second. You don't need to win all the time. Yep. And somebody replied, I'm like, no, they're superheroes trying to keep their identity yeah. a secret. They're covering up their superhero <laughs> identity, not sending a message. Oh, the Incredibles sad. is my number one. I was very disappointed by The Incredibles 2. Okay. Yeah. My number one is the one that started it all. It is Toy Story. Toy Story. It could, like, I could have had up in there. I could have had Inside Out in there. I, yeah, I could have had I Incredibles have had and Wally and Toy Finding Story. Dory. In- Monsters, Inc. is funny. Um, Monsters, Inc., yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen Coco, and apparently it's great. Soul is also apparently really good. Yeah. Um, Elemental's just come out, but it's apparently good as well. Yeah. But they just do good movies. It's hard to name a list because they're all quite, um, you know, because they, they don't make a bad one, I think is the thing. Well, we just said Bugs Life is their second worst one after The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, but like the Bugs Life is their version of like Thor, Love and Thunder. Like it's still good, but it's just not that great compared yeah. to the other yeah. cinematic Pixar but, cinematic universe. Pixar don't have that disgustingly rabid fan base that wants to cancel Bugs Life the way people want to cancel mm. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. I said it. I can't believe I used You're Marvel toxic. as a reference. <laughs> yeah. You're toxic, MCU fans. You are. Be like a DC fan. Just like don't exist. <laughs> a guy I follow on TikTok did this funny thing that is like fan bases that are very different but have a similar energy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Taylor Swift girls and Disney adults. <laughs> well, I reckon they're the same people. They're both. There very, is a lot of crossover. Their content of Taylor Swift and the content of Disney is very wholesome. Yeah. But if you cross them, they will shank you. Yeah. And yeah, 
That's a toxic fan base. They're the same girl. He didn't mention... No, no. Disney adults and Taylor Swift girls. Disney adults are toxic. Yeah. Like full yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, adults. Yeah. And I know we have a friend who hosts a Disney podcast, but she does it in a different way. Disney adults are Disney gays um, and Taylor Swift gays. Like there are certain things there's in life guy, that don't line up, right? There's a guy at karaoke who regularly sings I Need a Hero, which is a great song from Footloose. From Shrek 2. Oh. He sings the Shrek 2 version. Oh, duh. No. It's like the drag queens that do lip syncs to like the Glee version of Don't Rain On My Parade and not the Barbra Streisand version. I listened to Don't Rain On My Parade on the way to karaoke the other night and I sung it wrong because I sung the Glee version yeah. and not the Babs version. Anyway, that's our list. Finding Nemo, Wally, Toy Story, Toy Story 3, Incredibles for me. Finding Nemo, Toy Story 3, Inside Out, Up, Toy Story. I will say Toy Story 2 almost made my list. Okay, so Toy Story 2 gets an honourable mention. Yeah. And, like, I think think the thing with Toy Story 3 is that it, what it did well. Is that my husband cried for the last 20 minutes? Yeah, what it did well (laughs) is that because it was, what, like, 15 years after the first one, that people that watched it as kids had that emotional connection to it. Yeah. But then they, some of them, would have had kids themselves by then. Yeah. What they absolutely nailed, and this is why Pixar is the level that it is, is because they were like... Toy Story 3, we know that kids have watched Toy Story and Toy Story 2 on DVD or yep, with their know, parents. becoming to streaming. Yep. But Toy Story 3, we know people that were 10 to 15 years old in 1995 are going to come to the cinema. And so we they fully made it a movie that works for a 35-year-old as much as it works for an 8-year-old. I reckon they that- They absolutely nailed it. I think that because Toy Story 3 and Up were nominated for Best Picture, but they were in the years where you had like 10. Yeah. I reckon Toy Story would have been close to getting a Best Picture thing. It was not a great year, 1995. What else was around? Exactly. Well, I can't tell you because I'm not the- (laughs) Braveheart. Oscar bait. (laughs) All right. That's enough. Um, Great studio- if this is one, if this is the lower end, then it just proves how good a studio there are. Exactly. Really. So, is there any more you want to say about Pixar or Toy Story or what? Um, nah, it's all good. All right. So, next, let's have a look what we're doing next to all make right. sure that it's actually available on streaming okay, service. Okay, let's do that. Okay. That would be um, smart. Um, all right. So... Oh, okay. It's available in Australia. It's available on one streaming service. It's forty-five years old. It is Superman the movie, oh. which I have, and you can maybe see. Is oh, it no, that it's, one? It's behind. Uh, oh, that's how much Lee loves it. <laughs> I've got a box set. I actually do love Superman the movie. The with the um with um Jor-El. Gene Hackman, Marlon, Marlon Brando. Brando, um, and what's her name? She went crazy. Yeah, it's not Karen Allen. It's Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. 
<laughs> yeah, and of course, um, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, and Christopher Reeve. Um, so that is from 1978. In Australia, it's available on Binge. I assume in the States it's available. and other places it's available. If not, it's available for three bucks in 4K on Amazon Prime. Another great score. Oh, Williams. John Williams. We had a bit of... Um, we had someone comment on one of our old yes. reels recently yeah. um, about me saying that about the James Bond theme uh-huh. and their favourite is Raiders, which is not a non-John Williams. All right. The Incredibles, we mentioned just before, is, your favorite. Um, is up there. Back to the Future, okay. James Bond, yeah. uh, Incredibles, James mm. Bond. Mm. My top three non-John mm. Williams themes. Superman is in the top five of John Williams themes for me. I don't know what my favourite non-John Williams... It's probably Gladiator. I will, and I can whisper so my husband doesn't hear. Superman above stars. In terms of, <laughs> in terms of John Williams themes. Do, I do, think do, because... Do, do, Superman's do. less just stolen from something else. Yeah, that's Anyway, fair. we won't get into that. We'll be do, here for another do. hour. But, like... Fair run, like he had Star we, Wars and then Superman the next year. Should we just talk about John Williams next week when we're yeah, actually okay. doing the All movie? Right. <laughs> All right, let's do a six degrees to oh, get shit. us from A Bug's Life to Superman, okay? Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey. Can we use him? Um, <laughs> is he cancelled from He's cancelled from, um, yeah. <laughs> Julie Louis-Dreyfus to Gene Hackman. Christopher Reeve. Gene Hackman Marlon can get Brando. us to Robin Williams. Mm. Marlon Brando, Al Pacino plays the soup Nazi in Seinfeld. <laughs> God, he doesn't. That's... He doesn't, but that's what get Elaine, gets Elaine banned. Yeah. Um, mm. Okay, I'm thinking okay. and I'm going like um, Gene Hackman was in Unforgiven with like Morgan Freeman. Okay. He's yeah. done a lot of movies. Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman. Gene Hackman to Robin Williams has also done a lot of movies. Marlon Brando. Cage, which we've also done. Marlon Brando was like a copocalypse now with like Martin Sheen. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yes. To Dave Foley. To Dave Foley. Kevin Spacey. Jennifer Wright. Kevin Spacey Ooh. was kept. Hang on, was you think it'd be Kevin Spacey was Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects, yes. With the oh no, that's a bald one, not an Estevez. I see. I can't look up who was who else was in there. No, because that's cheating. Was it Morgan Freeman in Seven? He was. So that's Kevin Spacey. Oh, to Kevin Morgan Spacey, Freeman. Morgan Freeman, um, Gene Hackman. So yeah. Gene Hackman was in Unforgiven with Morgan Freeman, who was in Seven with Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey, who was in Past Life. Yeah. Cancelled. Do we do an uncancelled version? Do we do an uncancelled <laughs> one where we can't use Kevin Spacey? Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, I'm trying to Phyllis remember Diller. the... Yeah, Phyllis, I don't fucking know any fillers. <laughs> Bonnie Hunt. Yes. Was in Jumanji with Robin Williams. So didn't you say we could get to Robin Williams somehow? Gene Hackman and Robin Williams were in the birdcage together. There you go. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, Robin Williams, Bonnie Hunt. Done. Also three steps. Yeah. And none of them. And yet. none of them have cancelled. Yet. Yeah. Who, who, like, who, kno- who knows what Bonnie Hunt's done? Yeah. I mean, her name sounds dirty. And as long as 
well, people, Kirsten Dunst might film yeah. in the most normal-looking part of their estate to do yeah. an, a letter of support for Bonnie Hunt. Mm. Awkward. Very That awkward. 70s show, awkward. And it probably means we're not going to see any more of that 90s show, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I watched one episode. Yeah. Have you watched any of How I Met Your Father? I have. Let's save that for two out of three recommend. Yeah. The link to that two out of three recommend feed is in the episode description if you want to hear us talk about things other than movies. But that's it for this week for Two Drink Cinema. We are watching Superman the movie. Not mm-hmm. Superman 2, not Superman 3, and not Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Oh, you said it. All right, so we are doing that next week, so get in tune for that 45-year anniversary. Oh. Thanks, Brett. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast, either leave a tip or become a member for early access to these episodes by using the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook group for more chat about the movies we review and make sure you follow us on the socials to keep up to date. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your podcast app. Happy viewing and drink responsibly. If you're enjoying this episode of Two Drink Cinema, check out our other podcast, Two Out of Three Recommend. Each week, we get together to chat about life and recommend drinks, movies, shows, and things to keep you busy. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode or find the highlights on the socials.